0: Hello, and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike. And today I'm joined with Sean Nepstad, who is an author and pastor. So stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone, to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike, and thank you for tuning in to yet again another episode. Today, I'm joined with Sean Nepstad, who is an author and pastor. In this conversation, we talk a little bit more about his story and his book, Don't Quit in the Dip, which comes at a very timely time. Um, in, in 2020, we recorded in September, and this is coming out now in November, and so Sean has a really powerful and inspirational message to, to keep going. And as the title suggests, don't quit in the dip. Um, it's to, to hold on um, and, and trust in God's faithfulness that has, that has been there all along and will continue to guide you moving forward. Uh, and so in this conversation, he, he breaks down um, what he's been going through, um, what's been going through with, uh, with the church that he's pastoring. Um and then just navigating change and leading others in uncertainty as well. Um sometimes we we lead ourselves and that's fantastic. Um but then also the message that we're that we're leading to to other people is how we model um and then how we inspire, encourage, and motivate others to to step into their leadership and lead in times of uncertainty. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Sean Nepstad. sean thank you so much for joining me and, and the guys like us here
1: thanks so much for having me man i love being here
0: absolutely absolutely um well we're we're connecting now coast to coast you're up you're in the bay area i'm uh, i'm here yeah. in boston and um obviously most things have been done virtual anyways with uh with all that's been going on but um would love just to orient our our listeners um for some folks who might not know you um and just a little bit of your background uh i guess sure. before b- before becoming a pastor and now an author um just would love to hear a little bit more about your your childhood and just your and your faith walk as well
1: yeah i grew up in church i'm fifth generation pastor on both sides of the family my goodness uh, it's like the mafia you know you just <laughs> and as a kid i thought i'm going to do that yeah. one day and then about 15 years old i was at camp and I had a conversation with God. I said, God, if, if I'm doing this because it's a family business, I don't think I'm I'm out. And that's when the Lord really confirmed, like, there's a legacy, but there's also a unique calling. So yeah. we're building on yeah. the shoulders of men and women who have gone on before us. Wow. And so we started church at 24 years old, which, bro, you have to be crazy to start a church at 24. So I'm not sure what we were thinking and why people allowed it, but – I just thought you'd build a great church by preaching mm. your guts out and having great worship, and you know, you'll know you reach yeah. thousands of people. Well, that might work for some people. It wasn't working for us. Yeah. So we grew to 300, which is a great-sized church, but we yeah. just had so much more in our heart to do. We wanted to reach thousands of people yeah. around the globe. We had this dream, but it was not becoming a reality. And that is a big question of even the book, Don't Quit in the Dip, mm. is what do you do when the dream inside of you is not matching the reality that's in front yeah. of you? So everybody has this idea of success, right? We all have this idea of a dream. Everyone who's listening right now, you have this in your mind. And then there's always a dip before you get there. Most people quit in the dip. And successful people, business, ministry, family life, they're not people who were exempt from a dip. They just didn't stop. They Mm -hmm. kept going. They Mm -hmm. learned the lessons. So in the book, I take you from really a progression of identifying the dip. And then what do you learn in the dip? And then... What do you need to leave behind in the dip and what's on the other side of the dip? Mm, mm. So we were for seven years, zero growth. And bro, I was under my desk one day, bawling my eyes out like a little kid. And I had just preached faith on the weekend, like, hey, God, he's going to do some great things. And here yeah. I am weeping under my desk, barely even able to squeak the words out like, God, I'm done. Yeah. And yeah. maybe some of you listeners are there. Mm. You know, I don't know where you are done. It might be in your marriage. It might be in trying to find, you know, that right person to to marry. It might be just the loneliness or depression or anxiety, fear. I don't know. Mm. But you know and God knows. And it's a frustrating place. Mm. And, this, and the crazy thing is frustration never stays put. It always slips into despair. And that's where I was, ready to give up, ready to quit. And I just, I asked God, please, I've hit my leg. And the scary thing was, bro, I accepted it. I was like, all right, yeah. you know, I could just grow a church of 300. Show me another pastor to pass it to. I'll gladly give it over. And he yeah. he didn't show me anything. So, what do you do when you don't know what to do? We start a prayer meeting. Mm. And uh, I'm, I catch on really fast, guys. I'm a pastor for seven years. Nothing's working. Like, hey, guys, maybe we should pray. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> idea, Sean. Why did you do that earlier? Yeah. But we started a prayer meeting. It was like eight of us and six are my family. You know, yeah. they had to be there. Yeah. But we banked on Jeremiah 33 3. God said, call to me and I'll answer. Yeah. Like don't you hate people that you know you're calling them and you know their phone is right by them but they don't answer? That's no, not God. Call yeah. to me, God said, I'll answer and I'll show you wonderful and marvelous things. Yeah. And I told God, I'm not seeing wonderful and marvelous. I'm seeing mediocre at best. Can we see some of this wonderful stuff? Yeah. But God gave me a strategy on how to build people, discover their gifts and talents and passions and set them loose in that and in the right relationships. It all started with prayer. And now, you know, the church has reached thousands and thousands and thousands of people. It's, it's blown my mind. But yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of the, the first dip, you know. And, and here's yeah. the crazy thing too, bro. I tried to get our publisher to to not launch the book in COVID. Because who wants to launch a book in COVID? This is crazy. And they said, Sean, it has to come out now. Yeah. We are in a worldwide dip. Yeah. This message yeah. doesn't just reach... Some people, like when I preach normally, I know the message is pre It's reaching about 50% of the room. Not this one. It's 100%. Because who do you know right now that's not currently going through a dip where they feel stuck in life? Some people feel like they're in a seven-layer dip, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Dip after dip after dip after dip. But in this book, God's given me some keys to help people get out of it
0: that's that's incredible and, and thank you and i was just looking and know that fellowship has been uh has named name one of the fastest growing churches as well and just just a few just 2018 and so sure you're kind of in in, in, a, in a new season now navigating sure. how to um how to reach people in the midst of uh in the midst of the pandemic and as you said i think yeah. it's this universalizing uh there's this there's this need for everyone yeah. it's not just 50 percent. Wow. it's everyone and so um, I want to ask you, yeah, was, was this book written in at the end of 2019 or was it, were you writing this in 2020 as things were going on?
1: No, what's crazy about it is that it's written two years ago, before of this happened. Yeah. So it, le- it literally came out on August 18th, which is, I didn't know this, it's just happenstance or coincidence. Yeah. It's national never give up day. <laughs> How crazy is that? Yeah. yeah. So like my heart is to let people know that there's more available. Yeah. And and many people feel empty. They feel like there's no purpose in life. Crisis hotlines are through the roof. Depression, depression, medication, addiction, alcoholism, drug addiction, yeah. I mean abuse. It's all skyrocketing right now because we're worried about lowering the, the the spike of COVID. Everything else is spiking. Yeah. And so people feel so empty, like there's nothing to live for, suicide and attempts at that. So I want to let people know there is more available than what you think. Yeah. And my daughters, you know, I have four girls under the age of two when they were first born, a two-year-old, a one, and twins were zero. And uh, you've seen a double stroller. We had a triple stroller and <laughs> one on a leash, you know, just trying to maintain. Well, bro, they never knew what the ice cream truck was when they were little. Yeah. And it's hilarious yeah. because when it came around, I told them, that's the music truck. That's what that thing is. It's the me. They thought for two solid years the sole purpose of the music truck was to drive around neighborhoods, spreading cheer to families by playing music. So they smile and wave, hi, music truck, hi. Yeah. And uh, we had a lot of confused drivers. Yeah. Like, did you want yeah. ice cream? I'm like, keep it moving, buddy. But all that changed one day when I picked them up from Grandma's house, uh, my yep. wife's mom, and yep. she ruined everything. Yep. My daughters come running out, eyes wide saucers. They said, dick, dick. Guess what? I said, "What is it, baby girl? What is it?" They said, "The music truck has ice cream too." <laughs> they had no yeah. idea. For all this time, there was more available. Wow. And I feel like that's how a lot of people are in life right now. Yeah, they're they're stuck with music truck theology. They don't believe that there's more.
0: Hmm. And
1: I want to say there is more available. And a lot of things in life right now are promising more. Yeah. You know, the White House, the, who's in power, they all promise more. A lot of people and a lot of brands promise more. There's only one who can deliver more and that's Jesus. Hmm. John ten ten. the thief comes to still kill and destroy. He's doing a pretty good job right now in 2020. Think about the lives that are being destroyed and what he's stolen. Yeah. I'm so glad the verse did not stop there. Verse goes on to say, but Jesus said, I've come to give you life and abundant life at that. So it's all about really looking in the right places. Hmm. And, um, I, I cheated in high school on tests. I know you probably didn't, uh, and that your viewers probably didn't. But I cheated on some tests. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm This is confession time, okay, guys. Uh, I always tried to cheat off the smart kid, who they would never let me cheat. You know, they're always covering their answers, all like looking at me crazy, like you should have done your own homework. <laughs> I'm like, you need to be nice. But yeah. you never cheated off the kid who was flunking in, in class, did you? You're in college right now. Come on. You're in college. You're in high, high school. You never cheated off that kid who's flunking. Why? Because you know, like even if they offered, you'd be like, Nah, <laughs> I'm good. I think I'm better off just guessing. You know? Yeah. Why? Because you know you can't find the right answers in the wrong places. Yeah. Many people are looking in other like oh, if I can just get the relationship, if I get the, that amount of money, if I can just get, oh, then I'll be good. You know, yeah. plenty of people who have that stuff and aren't good. A lot of things in life are 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 taunting us. But you got to look in the right places. And then understand this. There are certain lessons that we have to learn in the dip. And, you know, in college, there's a lot of guys that are watching right now. They're in college and or mm. maybe in high school. Even if you're graduating, you remember what it's like. Yeah. If you didn't pass the grade, they let you take it all over again the whole year. They're so gracious at the public school system in America, right? Well, God's the same way. If you don't pass the test, if you don't learn what he's trying to teach you, he'll let you take it all over again. So we have some people leaving a marriage, leaving a job, leaving a church, leaving a city, trying to get away from the problem. And then the problem follows them. Could it be that the common denominator is us? That God's Mm. trying to teach us something. Like oftentimes we think in, in learning as a span of time. Nine months, boom, I'm ready for promotion. God's not thinking about a span of time. He's thinking about retention. How much did you learn? Because there are there are graduating people in in, in the Bay Area who couldn't read. God's not gonna promote you when you can't you're not prepared. And and how God what he does to prepare us, it's not comfortable, man. It's tests. James, the half-brother of Jesus, in in James 1, he says, count it all joy, my brothers. When you go through fiery trials of many kinds, knowing something. Mm -hmm. There's a book in a chapter in the book called The Secret of Knowing. And I talk about how Paul expects us to know. Count it joy, not happiness, joy, when you go through trials, Mm -hmm. knowing that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work. I wonder how many people... Never make it to where God wants them to go because they don't let God finish. Let perseverance finish its work so you can be mature, complete, and lacking nothing. Okay, here's what I know, Tyler. We hmm. all want to be mature, complete, lacking nothing, but we don't want to test. And my question is, how can we expect God's promotion if we reject God's curriculum?
0: Hmm.
1: His curriculum is a test. Hmm. And and many times the length of a test or the length of the dip of that we're in, we're stuck in a dip. The, the, it's... It's not about God putting you there like, you're there for a year. I think many times we can get out early if we want to. You know, you have those smart kids who skip a grade. We hated them. <laughs> they didn't just bypass, like they didn't They didn't not learn the yeah. curriculum. They just learned it at a faster pace and were able to get out. So I would suggest to everybody, ask God two questions. What are you trying to teach me in this test or this dip? Hmm. And number two, help me learn fast because hmm. many people feel stuck.
0: I, I, absolutely. And I, I'm just reflecting and, and thinking through of especially this next generation of how the the, the attention span and just the um, the desire for having things right now, right? Kind of live in yeah. this one click generation and um, yeah. people who are coming up, the, the attention span is, um, was looking at some t- uh, statistics the other day of just like how <clears throat> it's dropped by seconds compared to, to people of other generations. So it's a generational yeah. type change. And so And just kind of goes with the overall kind of like understanding that um, that people are not as patient now, or are looking to get out of something quicker, um, and are are ready for this next thing for this for the next. And I I think it's it's I think that forward mentality and just that hopeful optimism and that hopefulness is super important. But as you said, I'm I think so often we find ourselves projecting what we think is is a is a good will be good for us in just the wrong places um, yeah. and they just they just fall short and that's the thing is because they're always changing and it's always if your emotion if your mood if your feelings are changing every every right, few right, seconds right. you know every few days then maybe <clears throat> maybe there's a better foundation that you can that you can put your peace in and so
1: yeah don't be led by feelings yeah. feelings are fickle feelings are up and down happy one day yeah. sad happy sad happy sad you know he said count it on joy joy is a choice no yeah. Choices lead, feelings follow. Choices lead, feelings follow. And understand that God's working, man. He's working behind the scenes. Hmm. My wife's a classically trained opera singer, and I took her to Phantom of the Opera, this musical. And about an hour in, the curtains closed. I looked at her, and I'm like, that's a weird place to end. She said, Sean, that's not the end. It's intermission. Okay, what do we Hmm. do? We go to the lobby and stuff our face with popcorn and soda for 20 minutes. (laughs) Like, I love the opera. Yeah. and uh, she told me it's not an opera it's it's a musical and I'm like well they need to take it out of the name because that's confusing Phantom of the Opera anyway I digress <laughs> we come back in after 20 minutes yeah. nothing's changed curtains are still closed yeah. everything's the same so I thought when the curtains open there was a new set new design new costumes everything had changed yeah. I didn't know that there was an entirely different crew working behind the scenes to change everything hmm. And I would surmise to you all that are watching, just because you don't see God moving, doesn't mean He's not working. Mm-hmm. He is working. He's working behind the scenes. He's working character out. He's working potential out. He's working things out in our hearts to prepare us for something we're not ready for right now. Mm-hmm. Just don't confuse intermission with your finale. Mm-hmm. It's not over till God says it's over. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are taking their lives or attempting or thinking about suicide because they're like, it's over. It's yeah. not over. God still has a purpose. He still yeah. has a plan. Yeah. You just need to connect to that and realize Romans 8, God works all things together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. purpose. Yeah. He's working behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. And and so the, at least a few years ago, you mentioned that uh, that when you found yourself in this dip of, hey, you know what? I, I'm content. I think this is, this the congregation I'm leading right now looks good, but then Going into prayer with with those with the with, yeah. you know the group of uh, eight or so people was kind of a, a turning point for you. What, um, yeah, for people who are really in the midst and need to, I, I think obviously prayer is a fantastic place to start as well. Is there any other kind of recommendations or just advice that has been helpful for you and people that have been struggling um, in just really understanding more uh, of their purpose sure. that there is that there is an abundance life to live.
1: Yeah, you gotta get your nose in the Bible. I mean, people they want to know God without the Bible, and it gets twisted. The view gets twisted. You need to pray, and some people are like, "I ah, I can't pray. I'm not a good prayer." Yeah. Or, 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 or. What does that even mean? If you could talk, you can pray. The reason people feel uncomfortable praying is because it's performance anxiety. They try to sound like somebody else. Don't worry about sounding like somebody else. You know, like just no. talk to God, and and no. read the Bible for yourself. Um, so many people, they go to churches and they'll leave a church like, I wasn't being fed. What does that mean? I'd starve too if I only ate once a week, you know? You need to read wow. the Bible for yourself. Yeah. The only people who cry when they're hungry are babies. Grown yeah. folks get up and make themselves a sandwich. Let's go. read the Bible. Right. 15 minutes a day can save you on your car insurance, but well, guess what? 15 minutes a day can also save you from a lot of bad decisions when you get the Word of God in you. So That's the right. new version That's app, right. I actually have a uh, Don't Quit in the Dip five day devotional oh, wow. on you version. Okay. But you know, there's also a one year Bible there that you could just read the whole Bible 15 minutes a day. Read the whole Bible.
0: Yeah.
1: And you get the word of God in you. You get to know his character, his purpose for your life. And, yeah. and it comes alive. So I would say that that and then also yeah. in the book, Don't Quit in the dip, which you can buy wherever books are sold. Yeah. And people are buying them for their friends. Like when I was, when I'm doing book signings, people are buying seven, ten books. And I'm like, what are these for? Who are they for? Everybody knows somebody in the dip. My mom's in a dip. My dad's in a dip. My boss in a dip. My sister, my cousin, my – and the list goes on. So they're buying the book for their friends. Who do you know right now that you should get this book for? Who do you know that's hurting, that's broken, that feels stuck mm. in life? And it's a great resource because we, we talk about a lot of things about what God wants to teach you in the dip. Mm. And, and realizing that mm. God, he's the great recycler. Nothing's wasted with him. Huh. You haven't gone too far. For the long arm of the Lord He can reach right down where you are You think about Joseph in the Bible too Man, that guy had a 13 year Who's First of all, had a dream that his brothers Would bow down to him He yeah. told his brothers, which that wasn't a good idea You need to use some discretion on who you share your dreams with <clears throat> They hated him yeah. threw him in a pit, sold him into slavery He's human trafficked He's falsely accused Thrown in prison and forgotten 13 years And every once in a while Tucked into Genesis, you read read this old story. It's test, 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 trial, 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 trial. And every once in a while, you read this little phrase, and the Lord was with Joseph. Mm. He wasn't alone. Mm. God's with us. And then he's elevated to be second in command of the most powerful nation of the world. God gave him a strategy in a pandemic to save thousands of people's lives. And then his brothers come walking over and they're bowing down to him, begging for food. But they don't even recognize him. You know, it's been years. They thought he was dead. He's wearing this Egyptian garb. He's got like this mac eyeliner makeup on. He's Egyptian, you know. And when he could have taken revenge, he doesn't. <clears throat> you, you've heard of probably a lot of pastors in the beginning of the years preaching messages like 2020, the year of 2020, 2020 vision woo, yeah. And, and then 2020 slapped us all in the face. And I, I used to have glasses when I was like 21 and I, it, they weren't even prescription. So pitiful. Right. But I just, I had them cause I want to look older. And I like when I preach, I like to make a point like Jesus loves you. You know, that's a great. Anyway. Yeah. When I got my eyes checked two years ago, I, I got legit glasses. And if you've ever had an eye doctor appointment, they cover one eye and they ask you, can you read what's in front of you? And you go Q M L W. Okay. Good, good, good. They'll, they told me this, every couple of years, your prescription will change. What's 2020 doing for us? God's changing our prescription. He's asking you today, can, can you see what's in front of you? Can you read what I'm putting in front of you? Like Galatians 6, 9, do not grow weary in doing good, okay? For at the proper time, you will reap a harvest if you don't give up. You can't quit in the dip. Matter of fact, yeah. you think back to to Joseph's story. You've heard a 2020 vision. Let me give you 5020 vision. Genesis 50, verse 20. Joseph looked at his brothers. Who they they tried to kill him. He turns around and says, "Hey guys, what you meant for evil, God's actually meant it for good to bring about what's happening right now—the saving of thousands of people's lives. Because God gave Joseph a strategy." After elevating and promoting him to be the second most powerful man in the world, to pass that to save the grain and to be able to have all this food when there was none. I'm praying for strategy in 2020 for you guys that are watching. That God will give you fresh strategy, fresh, fresh inventions, fresh mm. ideas, corporations, businesses, mm. ministry opportunity. Mm. But you think about it. He could have taken revenge and he didn't. Matter of fact, his destiny was on the other side of the dip. There were people waiting for him on the other side of the dip. Where would all these thousands of people's lives be had Joseph quit in the dip? He had every opportunity to. He didn't have a podcast. He didn't have a version Bible app. There was no church online. He didn't have the full Word of God. And yet that brother stayed faithful, man. That blows my mind away. Hmm. And he then goes on to not only save thousands of people's lives, he saved his brothers' lives, who would go on to become the 12 tribes of Israel. You can't quit. Listener, you can't give up. Your destiny's on the other side of this thing. It's on the other side of the dip, man. You, you, there are people waiting to hear how you made it out, to hear how you trusted in God and how he saved your marriage and provided for you. Don't quit in the
0: dip. Hmm and I, I just think this is such a great opportunity. I think a lot of some people have taken advantage and have just found um, found found life in the midst in starting something new, um, creating, innovating um, maybe even you know f- realizing that the the job that that they were in or the place that they were in actually wasn't wasn't where God was leading them and, and took a step out in faith in, into a new direction. And so I've been encouraged in hearing a lot of hearing a lot of stories of people who have, used this time and have found this to be um to really god speaking them in a different way um yeah a lot of people have
1: made bad habits in the last six months
0: they've been shelter in
1: place they've made bad habits they don't go to church anymore they just watch movies or social media and they become lazy Mm. out of shape spiritually physically emotionally relationally it's time to change that it's time to come out of the dip and with the strategies that I'm um, praying about, and you're talking about. Yeah. You think back to 20, 2008 with the recession. Yeah. Dude, has anybody heard of a little company called Uber? A little company called Airbnb? Those were birthed in the recession. Yeah. Like sometimes it's it's the lack of that leads to innovation. Yeah. And I don't think we just need another good idea. We need a God idea. We need yeah. to help some people. Your friends and family members are stuck, man. They're feel they feel like. Yeah. There's no hope. There's no life. And I believe, with all of my heart, this book is going to help people get out of the dip. So,
0: yeah. you know,
1: go order the book. Wherever books are sold, Amazon, Target, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, it's all over the place.
0: Yeah.
1: And and buy it for some friends, you know, who need to get out of it. They're, I'm hearing some powerful stories already of, of people who were so depressed, so, you know, oof. there's a chapter in the book called Bye Bye Fear. Because mm-hmm. My life was dominated by fear, anxiety, depression for 25 years of my life, and God broke that over me. Mm-hmm. I Want to help you out?
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's I think that's a huge uh, of welcoming and bringing others along with you, um, mm-hmm. giving them a giving them a book, uh, encouraging them, um, it, yeah. you know, in a devotional plan or whatever that might be to do it with somebody else. And, and I kind of with that, I know John Maxwell wrote the forward of your book and. Um, yeah. Obviously, there, I'm sure you've learned some leadership from him and from others in the midst of kind of, of growing and um, of t- uh, of t- kind of taking taking uh, fellowship to just a new place now. What are yeah. what have you learned? I guess obviously very very uh, general question, but really kind of in the past six eight months now. Um, in leadership in times of uncertainty and leading really not only leading an organization, but more so leading others. I think that's because there's a lot of people who are leading others in some in some space.
1: Yeah, whether you're in a business or corporation, um, a family or a, a, a ministry,
0: yeah. we've got
1: to keep moving. And have you ever got stuck behind somebody at a, at a light, light turns green, they're on their phone. Surfing social media, probably got loud music. It's plenty. And when it turns, the light turns green, they don't move. It's their turn to move. They don't move. They're just stalled and they're causing you to be stalled. Now Mm. you're missing your turn. Hmm. This applies to every area of leadership. Again, CEO, boss, employer, manager, church, small group leader, wherever you are in life how dare we lead something that's not moving you, you like a lot of people they're making a lot of noise like that person at the light they're making a lot of noise they sure are interested in what everybody else's life is going on so comparison but when they get a green light they don't move we're we don't have to stay stuck you don't have to plateau you don't have to stay in the dip no. you can come out but you have to increase your faith and increase your leadership Increase your faith and increase your leadership. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So that's why I say read the Bible every day because he, the Bible also says you cannot please God without faith. So why hmm. has the devil been attacking your faith? Because he knows you can't please God without it. Hmm. And I can't pray for your faith. Some people are like, hey, can you pray for my faith? Pray for my faith. I can pray, but that's not how faith comes. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. So get the Word and you. Build your faith up as men and 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 whoever's listening to this, but then Hmm. increase your leadership. Hmm. Like all the people God called in life, they weren't a level 10 leader. Moses, Abraham, Esther, David, Paul, Peter, they were all like a level 2, level 3 leader, and God made them into a strong leader. So it's up to you to develop that leadership. What books are you reading? What podcasts are you listening to? Who are you surrounding yourself with? Hmm. What voices do you let into your life? We all have three thousand voices coming into our life every day. Yeah. The voice you make the loudest is the one that will determine your future. Period. That's right. Per- period. I don't like that's that's just an axiom that will always be true. So, which voices are you going to make the loudest? Make God's voice loudest. Make some other great mentors loudest, <clears throat> and grow. Be committed to the process of growing. Hmm. We all want to be great leaders overnight, you know? And and sometimes we're like, oh, natural born leader. You look at a little girl in the sandbox, a little boy, you know, super, super telling everybody what to do. You stand here, you stand here. We look at them, we're like, natural born leader. Okay, they, they might be, or they might just be bossy. <laughs> like it, we've equated yeah. leadership to being bossy. Okay, watch this. Leadership is not about being bossy. Leadership is about building leaders, raising people. You show me a bossy person, I, they doesn't mean necessarily that they're going to change the world. But show me somebody who knows who, how to invest in people, build people, I'll show you a world changer. So in these times, what I've learned is you have to run to pain. Run to pain in people's lives, in their marriages. So our teams, our small groups, they're all running to these the pain. Because people feel so disconnected. And by the way, if you feel disconnected, I, I got a little secret for you. The most connected people in church, anywhere in the world, are those serving and in small groups. So if you want to be connected, yeah. start serving somehow in, and get in small groups. Serve your community, love your neighbors, you know, start a little something. Our, our neighbors right now have a little hangout. Yeah every Friday night, and they just, I go every once in a while, and we get to hang, and love on them, just be a little light, be salt and light in this time, but you have a sphere, that you can impact, and wherever that is, just go on a mission, to embrace the process, of being developed, Hmm. we're kind of a Kodak generation, we are overexposed, and underdeveloped, (laughs) and we need Mm -hmm. God, uh, he he wants to develop you, to become a great leader, and then, begin to be salt and light, Hmm. so,
0: so good. Um, well, hey, thanks, thanks so much for for spending time with me and the guys like us podcast. And uh, I'm just Not excited, like you, excited for for listeners um, to 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 tune in more to what you're doing and grab a copy. Books book is is out available um, yeah. where, where books are sold. Uh, what's the best way to to stay in contact with you um, and just kind of follow what you're doing?
1: Sure, you can go to our website seannepstad.com. Um right. right, right there, Sean Nepstad. Yeah. com. You can order the book, Don't Quit in the Dip, wherever books yeah. are sold. And, uh, man, it's been my pleasure to be with you guys. I, I pray that this has been a blessing to you, and I pray that the, the book blesses a lot of people so they That's don't it. quit in the dip.
0: That's it. Don't quit in the dip. Thank you, Sean.
1: Thanks, man.